0: You are listening to Just One Glass, Episode 7 Socializing Without Drinking. Welcome to Just One Glass, a podcast for high achieving, type A millennial moms who want to explore their relationship with alcohol without judgment and without labels. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a life coach, a successful entrepreneur multiple times over, a mother, and most importantly, a fellow human. When I took control of my negative patterns with alcohol, my entire life changed for the better, and I wholeheartedly believe that you can find the same freedom in your own life. So, whether you're just getting curious about your drinking, or you're ready to dive deep, I've got you. Hello friend, thank you for being here with me. We are now seven episodes in, and I'm so grateful for all of your support. Thank you to all of you who have been reaching out to share your own story with me. We need to keep having this conversation. In today's episode, I want to talk about something that comes up so often when people are asking me about my own experience with drinking. People wonder about this and how it may apply in their own situation, and that is, how do we navigate social situations if we're not drinking? And that's usually code for, how will I have fun if I can't drink? Won't it be boring without alcohol? How do I get into the vibe of the occasion if I'm not a little buzzed? How am I going to tolerate the event without a cocktail? Or my relationships with my friends exist almost exclusively in the context of events where we are consuming alcohol. How do I hang out with them if I don't want to drink? And also, what if people judge me? that's a big one. And I did an entire episode on that last week called What Others Say About Your Drinking. I'll put that in the show notes so you can go back and listen to it easily. It's episode six. So I want to first start by saying, I hear you. I used to have all of these same thoughts. And this is actually one of the big reasons why I continued with my negative drinking patterns for so many years. I imagined a life where I wasn't drinking I was drinking far less, and it made a lot of sense to me theoretically. But then I would think about dinners out with friends, holiday cocktail parties, family gatherings, patio lunches, picnics in the park, movie nights with my girlfriends, anniversary weekends with my husband, beach vacations. I would think about all of that, and I would feel so turned off by the idea of being in these situations and not drinking that it seriously held me back from moving forward in any meaningful way for a long time. The truth is, for me, and I think maybe for some of you, I equated my level of enjoyment and ability to have fun with having a few drinks, as if the drinks themselves were actually what made the social situation fun. So when I look at it in hindsight and having been a non-drinker for a while now, of course it sounds a little silly to think of it that way, but there is merit to having this discussion and to giving it some deeper thought. I want to ask you, And I want you to really think about this and come up with some actual answers. You can even pause this episode and do a little writing about it, or just take five minutes to contemplate it and then come back to me. When you were in social situations, where does the fun come from? Where does the enjoyment, the pleasure, the good times, the joy, the laughs, the entertainment, where does it actually come from? I think the answer is going to be different for everyone. And I'm going to tell you mine specifically in a moment. But first, I just want to state it clearly that having fun, being social, and enjoying people's company does not depend on what's in your glass. For me, now that I can look at it from the perspective of not drinking for nearly two years at this point, I can say with certainty that my enjoyment of social situations comes from my connection with the people that I'm with the laughs, the conversations, the genuine human connection, being seen and heard, sharing insights, inspiring one another, sharing amusements, sharing good news, and sharing stories. I so deeply appreciate my relationships with my friends and family because of the human connection I get to make with them when I'm with them, not from what's in my glass. When I'm in a situation where I haven't met anybody before, I get enjoyment from being curious and asking questions and maybe having the opportunity to learn something new about someone or something, not from what's in my glass. And some might say, Michelle, that sounds terrifying because I'm totally introverted and I need a drink to curb the anxiety during new social situations. That used to be me. So from one introvert to another, I can tell you that the nervousness of meeting somebody new may be there but it's also an opportunity to really flex this muscle of social engagement. The anxiety comes from your thoughts about the new situation. And if you numb it out with a drink, you won't have the opportunity to explore this part of yourself more deeply and quite possibly surprise yourself. So again, ultimately what I'm saying here is that your enjoyment of socializing does not come from the drink in your hand. So if that's the case, where does the enjoyment come from? The answer is that the sensations of joy, happiness, contentment, connection, and fun come from your thoughts. The way we choose to think about the situation we are in, the people we are with, the meal that we're sharing, the conversation that we're having, our thoughts about all of these things are what's responsible for our enjoyment. If we aren't having a good time, if we feel bored or disconnected or irritated, It's coming from the way we're choosing to think about the situation and our company. And the best news is how we choose to think about these situations is completely up to us. And thankfully, it doesn't require liquor. I think it's interesting to look at it from the perspective and reflect on the social experiences where there might have been some uncomfortable feelings occurring. Think about the last time you were out for dinner with a family member or a friend and you felt bored. What were you thinking? What were you saying to yourself? Were you being curious about your companion? Were you asking questions and engaging in conversations and trying to form a connection sincerely? Or were you kind of switched off? So if the answer is yes, what if you really are doing your best to make a connection and cultivate an enjoyable experience, but things are just not clicking? That happens sometimes. I used to have friends like this where it felt necessary to get a little buzzed in order to tolerate being around them. These were friends where our entire relationship revolved around drinking, you know, my drinking friends. And when I tried to hang out with them without the booze, I never really enjoyed myself, despite giving a sincere effort to connect. You may have some of these friends too. And to address that, I will ask you, Do you really want to spend time with people that you need to drink alcohol with in order to tolerate being around them? Family is one thing, and sometimes we choose to put in the time to spend the afternoon with great aunt Agnes a few times a year, even though her attitude stinks. Although I would say that sometimes these people in our lives can be our greatest teachers if we approach it with curiosity and try to be in watcher mode when we spend time with them. But for friendships, social circles, people that you are not Quote, obligated to be with. Why would you want to spend your precious and likely limited time and energy on relationships that require you to do something that you don't really want to do in order to fit in or enjoy yourself? Think about how you might talk to your kids about this. For me, I encourage my daughter to spend time with other kids who she naturally has a connection with, who she can be herself around. And I tell her that she doesn't have to play with anybody that she doesn't want to, even if there's an established history it's very important to me to teach her not to be a people pleaser and to think carefully about what she wants from her relationships, what she desires, what she thinks is fun, and to go after that. My suspicion is that you might have the same approach to talking to your kids about friendship. And if so, can you give yourself the same grace and compassion and support? The last bit I want to touch on is one that's a little bit deeper and probably less obvious but it's an advantage to attending social events and not drinking. I learned this after I stopped drinking and started being with people without an added veil of buzz that alcohol provides. And that is, when you show up to these things without drinking, you get to show up fully as yourself. Your people get to be with the real you, not some buzzed, slightly drunk version of yourself. I'll give you an example of an area where this was very apparent for me very quickly after I stopped drinking. My husband and I were very heavy drinkers together. We loved adding alcohol to every occasion. Dinners out, date night, having company over, vacations, work functions, cooking dinner, and even just hanging out together on the couch after we put the kids to bed. It was just always there. I would even say that I used to think this was how we found common ground and how we came together. There was also this part where we would sometimes talk about serious matters while drinking. Making decisions, airing grievances, all part and parcel when you have a life with somebody, whether or not you're drinking. And I used to think that drinking alcohol gave me the courage to speak my mind during these conversations. But really, in hindsight, it just made me sloppy and careless. My inhibitions may have been lowered, but so was my capacity to communicate from love and understanding. So when I stopped drinking... There was a bit of an adjustment. It felt a little strange to spend time together while not drinking. It was like there was all of this empty space that we needed to fill with something else. And it turned out that we eventually figured out how to fill this empty space with things like effective communication, planning, dreaming, taking on big projects together and executing the heck out of them, having effective conversations about hard topics. All of these things that I truly value in partnership and marriage. And P.S., we learned how to have fun too, from a place of genuine enjoyment. And that has been the general theme of all the relationships that I hold dear, that they in fact are so much better without the wine. What are your thoughts about this? Have you wondered how it might affect your ability to socialize if you change your relationship with alcohol? Is the question getting in your way of moving forward? If you're ready to take this work to a deeper level, let's talk go to my website and book your free 60 minute consultation to learn more about how we can work together one-on-one to create your ideal relationship with drinking. This might mean quitting completely, or it might mean drinking less and feeling completely in control. Either way, I'm here for all of it without labels and without judgment. I'll be back next week with another episode until then you've got this, my friend.